So I'm so excited to have our next comedian. He's a freaking hot blonde man, okay, ladies? Um, so he's also a very funny comedian. He's Ukrainian. I think he's the funniest Ukrainian that I know. Really excited to welcome him. And uh, you guys are in for a treat. So welcome the very funny Michael Prisker. How are you doing, Michael? I'm good, thanks. I must be like the only Ukrainian that you know then. I actually know another one. Like my mom had a Ukrainian friend and then like she would ask uh, her Ukrainian friend to take me to like cultured events and stuff. Um, so no, you're not the only one, sadly. But you are funnier than her, hands down. So I would be awesome. Now, now I feel better. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I saw your profile. I was like, I need to have you on here because you're freaking hilarious. You have the same viewpoint um, as me in terms of like sugar, sugaring, like sugar mom, sugar baby, sugar whatever, sugar daddies. <laughs> um, so I love that. And uh, you're also a freaking businessman, which I respect the hell out of. And then you're a freaking fighter. And your motto is live full, die empty. I already loved it when I saw your bio. Um, but okay, so you're also Ukrainian. So hello, comrade. Uh, who makes the best borscht? Uh, you guys are, Ukra are Russians. Who makes the best? Oh, Ukrainians make the best borscht. It's because, you know, we had the Chernobyl disaster, so all of our beets have been, like, irradiated. So our beets are, like, the size of basketballs. So if you want to make, like, borscht soup, you got, you got to go with the biggest beets. Yeah, the Russians, they got tiny beets. Holy shit. What's the best Ukrainian restaurant in LA? Ukrainian restaurant? Um... I, mean, I don't even know any Ukrainian restaurants around town. I'll be honest with you. Just go, to, just go to Grubhub and put the It's not the type of food I like eating. Really? Hmm. So what is Ukrainian food? Can you explain to people? Yeah, it's like heavy and meaty and and oily. And that's, that's why they're all like overweight. So oh, all the yeah. food's like super heavy. But you guys have beautiful yes, people I don't... though. Like is it the jeans? Is it the wars and invasions? Like what? what is this? I, I need to know. Yeah, it's probably all the wars and invasions. They all had to duck for cover, so they didn't really get much sunlight. They always had to hide, and uh, I think they probably didn't get much sun damage. That's why they all look amazing. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like that. Like, you guys have mm -hmm. the hottest people. I don't know. You guys are the breadbasket of Europe and freaking hottest people. Uh, and then... They are hot. I love it. So how do you identify Ukrainian, and what questions do you ask to make sure that they're really Ukrainian? You know, it's pretty hard to distinguish like Ukrainian from Russian because I think it was uh, I think it's pretty much the same thing. They just kind of split up at some point. Mm -hmm. But the easiest way, just just tell, tell them a joke because Ukrainian, they'll laugh at a joke, especially if you joke about their president, because the Ukrainian president is a comedian. So you <laughs> tell them a joke about the president, Ukrainians will laugh. You tell that to a Russian and they'll shoot you in the face. Oh, and that's kind of the best way to know. So, yeah, you get shot in the face. You know, you're dealing with a Russian. If, you, if they laugh at you and they, you know, they joke along, Ukrainian. Piece of cake. <laughs> Because, okay, I, I thought about this, Michael. I feel like if I get shot in the face by a comedian, I don't even care anymore because that fan from Last Comic Standing thought I was funny. So I'll just engrave that on my tombstone. She's uh -huh. funny by that fan. I can die. That, that, fan is a, that, fan is a, that fan is a cool guy. I mean, he was uh, he won the first biggest, you know, comedy, you know, comedy contest ever. So if he said you're funny, you must be funny. I know, right? I don't even care about the stupid beef I have. But anyways, um, <laughs> so, so what do you enjoy talking about on stage besides your first Jewish wife? Uh, let's see, you know, pain comes from comedy, so definitely the Jewish wife is a big one. But, um, you I know, primarily like the weirdness of other... Oh, yeah, probably the weirdness of other cultures. You know, I started traveling a lot, you know, about like 10 years ago and you're just going to other countries. And, you know, what, what you find weird in America is pretty, pretty normal over there. Like when I was in Thailand, you know, I went to uh, 
ping pong shows where they do like vaginal acrobatics or their vagina using ping pongs. And that's the kind of stuff I like to talk about, vagina and ping pong balls. I love that. So you say you have Asian fever, like what the yellow fever, so why? You know, I think it's because my uh, my ex mother in law she she always warned me against Asian women, and then when uh, my first marriage was over, that seemed to be like that was what I kept getting attracted to. It was like the Asian woman. That makes sense. And then I always worked on I always worked on improving my game. So I read the game for short guys, and they said paint your hair yellow, and that seems to attract them. They they yeah. like their they like their white guys that look That's like Johnny cool. Bravo or a Bond villain. You're right. So did like they should just swap to you because they need the green card. But I don't know. Do you have a green card? Yeah, I'm a citizen. I mean, I came to America. I was like five years old, and well, um, then you're good to go then. So it's not a green card. Yeah, I mean, I, I I consider myself an American. Okay, then uh, you'll attract them no problem. Doesn't even matter what hair color you have, but it's an extra, you know, whiteness that we like. So okay, um, there's so, a whiteness. That's how it goes. Yeah, exactly. So um, how did you get started in comedy? You know, I used to do uh, MMA fighting. And um, I got injured pretty bad, and I had to end up getting uh, spine surgery on my neck. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was looking for, I was looking for anything just to get that rush that I would get from from fighting, because you know you get like this really, really just amazing rush before you get punched right in the face. Mm-hmm. And the the comedy kind of gave me that rush, you know. So you go on stage and you're sweating, you're stressed out, so you so you get all of the rush the same that you do with MMA fighting. And you get the brain damage just as well. And you get free drinks on top of it. So I was like, hey, you know, stand-up comedy is the way to go. This is how I'm going to do it. Oh, but that's good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's the best analysis I've heard. It's like you, you're on stage and you're like mentally getting punched in the face because unfunny people don't laugh at your jokes. That's how I feel. Um, but cool. Yeah, it's all the same. It's like, you get, it's like you get tunnel vision. You know, when you're in a fight, all you can think about is that opponent in front of you. And the same with comedy. It's like most of the times throughout the day, my brain is just jumping all over the place and bouncing off the yes. walls. Mm-hmm. But with comedy, the minute you get on the stage, you know, you just, you're just focused, you're zoomed in. So that's the feeling I love. Yeah, I noticed a lot of comedians, they actually do some sort of like fighting sport. And I like, I didn't get it. But now that you explained it to me, uh, it makes sense. So thank you for that. Um, so do you remember like what your first open mic was like? It was like the, it was like that, that first line of cocaine that you ever try. You know, you kind of get that, you get that rush. So, can you explain? Just just do a lot of comedy and you get that rush. They call it joke coke. You know, you just kind of oh. get that rush. Your blood starts flowing. You start sweating and those nerves kick in. And I remember that was kind of like my first time I got on stage. And, and I just I think I just got addicted to that feeling. Just something about the nervousness or, or just that rush. It's, you know, again, kind of same to when I used to fight. It's just that, just that adrenaline rush you get right before you go on stage. Mm-hmm. I love that. So um, do you remember what you talked about at your first open mic? First open mic, I, I spoke about just the things that, uh, you know, the simple stuff in life at the time, which is I would spoke about my my first divorce because that was that was the worst one. That was pretty painful. Mm-hmm. And then I spoke a lot about weed because I started smoking weed at that time. So I think those are the two things that I really kind of hit on stage. Mm. That's nice. Yeah, because I yeah, I always joke about my divorce also. Um, so yeah. who do you because it's therapeutic? Yeah, because there's only so much. I mean, I think therapy and like I, I did anger management class and I highly recommend it. It was great, but it was like. I didn't feel like I was much of a release. Like I was taking in good information and like it was helpful to me, but like I still needed an outlet. So stand up is kind of like that for me. Um, okay, so who do you- anger management? Huh? I'm sorry? You took anger management? Yeah, obviously. No, I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't do that. I think I would just, just punch everybody in the face there. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, really? 
I think because I can't relate to the fight jokes because I'm like a five foot tall like woman so like I've never been in a fist fight but um I'd like to one day maybe I'll take up boxing who knows um so who do you find funny besides yourself and me if that's even possible I actually, I find just about everybody funny as long as you can get them into the right conversation and just get them actually talking about themselves mm-hmm. and just get them to get that stick out of their ass that most people have. Yeah. You know, they try to filter everything that comes out of their mouth. But everybody, I mean, I've, I've, I've met some of the most like weirdest, like secluded people who don't really say a word. And then and then all of a sudden something funny will come out. But I think everybody is funny. It's just it's just getting them to, to talk is like. It's like the toughest thing. It seems like everybody likes to filter what they say and the word about what other people think. And, you know, the minute you start just talking about all the shit in your life, then uh, yeah, it comes out funny. I think everybody's got some jokes in them. It's just getting a bit out of them. Do you think it's like a cultural thing? Because this is how I feel. I feel like Chinese people don't give a fuck at all. So, like, we'll say stuff straight up. <laughs> but, like, Americans seem to be a little bit more culturally sensitive. Because, like, whenever I do my race jokes and stuff, people are like, you're racist. And I was like, I don't care if you think I'm racist. I only care if you think I'm an educated mm-hmm. racist. So, like, I don't really give a fuck. So, do you feel like in the Ukraine, like, do people are people more straight up? Because it's, like, a communist country, a previously communist country? Or do you feel like it's just uh, cultural or just about the same? Yeah, they're, may, they're way more straightforward. I mean, they'll just tell it like it is. Um, you know, there's there's really no filter. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, do I look fat? Yeah, you look fat. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much that's going to be the answer right there. Yeah, thank We're you. in America, yeah. uh, you know, it's a little bit different. Yeah, you go. go ahead. Yeah. You there? Hello? Oh, I said, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I just cut you off, yeah. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, they, in, in America, I mean, they're going to try to filter everything and it's worried about whose feelings are going to hurt. And yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really worry about that stuff anymore. I just kind of just, just, just say whatever's in my head, which gets me in, in trouble sometimes. Me too. Yeah, it's like everything I say is getting me into trouble because I feel like, oh, seriously, guys, I went to China, Shanghai. I was in a nightclub and this lady just comes up to me and she's like, you should suck in your stomach. I was like, all right. <laughs> it's like our way of looking out for each other in a way do you know what i mean because it's like i care about you so i will tell you what's wrong with you yeah. so you can improve it so that's the chinese mentality in america uh if you say that shit uh people will get all butthurt and cry and shit so that's why i'm putting my bets in mm-hmm. china in terms of the bitcoin race uh, i feel like we're fucking ruthless killers yeah. we're descended from genghis khan uh he yeah. fucking killed everyone 40 million people guys i don't know why hitler gets all the pr because it's fucking genghis khan okay he he had the largest empire in human history, literally. But nobody gives a shit because he's Asian. Anyways, um, so um, who are your favorite comedians? Okay, so favorite comedian. Favorite comedian has got to be Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah, favorite. This, this guy, he can take anything, you know, he could be talking about bombing another country and he'll make it funny somehow. I mean, everything that comes out of his face, it's like watching a reality show. I feel like I'm in the third season of, like, Trump 2020. It's like the third season, you know, third or fourth season of Donald Trump. You know, I'm waiting to see, like, what happens at the end. You know, who's going to die? Who's going to live? You know, does Jeffrey Epstein come back from the dead? You know, you know, Donald Trump, that guy has got his comedy down. I think that's why, uh, you know, that's why people love him. You know, he's entertaining. You know, that's why he gets all the votes. Holy shit, I need a laugh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even gonna edit it out. I want entertainment. You're so right. You're so right. All right. Okay. I'm gonna take your breath. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> Fuck, he's funny, guys. Uh, watch him stand up. So, what's it like being a businessman, and what business do you do, and how rich are you? <laughs> so, uh, so I, I own a company called. Yeah, I mean, just kind of give you a brief over. I used to be a chiropractor, and then I got tired of doing that because it was it was just you know all day I had to do the physical work. So then I I opened up a massage parlor, and I called it the Happy Head. So it's called Happy Head Massage, and then and then that sucker took off. You know, I mean, people really liked it. And it's all it's all legit. It's all it's all rub no tug, but it's all legit. I opened it in San Diego, and it and it worked out well. And then I ended up opening. Yeah, I'm on my ninth location right now. So um, shit, holy. I've been staying, I've been staying pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, but business wise, all, all day you're putting out fires and babysitting. Yeah, that's that, that's that's all it is. You know, I've got 140 employees, so you know, dealing with all of them and their problems. I had one of my employees drown in my pool a couple of months ago. So it's like, that's the kind of stuff, that's the kind of stuff of what it's like being a businessman, you know, fishing out employees from your pool. Oh my God. I should have renamed this episode, how to be a funny chiropractor. You feel like that would draw more people yeah. than Ukrainian? I'm actually going to rename it. Should I just rename it? <laughs> they, they just yeah, go, go, go. Yeah, yeah could they, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking? Why are you talking about Ukraine and Borscht? And like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to rename it. You cool with it? We're doing on-the-fly decisions. Uh, yeah, right, knock yourself out. You know? We're going to fucking take over the Chiropractor Association. All right, so uh, what's it like being a fighter? It hurts. You know, you get punched in the face a lot. <laughs> um, you know, I did that for, uh, man, I did that for like 20 years, and um, you just can't stop. You know, if you notice, like every single fighter, they just refuse to stop until their body is like breaking down. Mm-hmm. And there's something about, oh yeah, there's something about, you know, getting punched in the face and the feeling that you get from it. You know, you, re- you just kind of enjoy, you kind of enjoy it after a while. So, and now I can't really fight. So, you know, now I'm into S&M, just break out the whip and just beat the shit out of me. And that's, that's where my fighting has gone these days. That's where it's gone. You're not single, right? I, I, I don't think I, I've never been single ever in my entire life. There's always, there's always like somebody in my life. Oh, I think shit. I became a comedian to become single just so I can feel what single feels like. Because wow. it seems like every comedian that I meet, you know, is, uh, is single. So it, it, it seemed appealing to me. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm looking forward to it at some point. Yeah, that's fucking confusing, but whatever. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> what is being a comedian in LA like? It's, it's great, except that people in LA seem to get offended very easily and um you know especially when doing comedy you try not to filter yourself you know you want to just kind of say what goes into your head and that seems to uh people in la get offended way too easy i don't understand why you know but way too easy so that's the only that's the only that's the only issue that i got with with doing comedy in la is just you get offended too easy but there's a lot of comedians in la you know there's a lot of opportunities here so i mean if you want to make it in comedy this is the place i mean you know you got to do it in la totally so um what advice do you have for new comedians? Just know yourself more than anybody else, because at the end of the day, I mean, nobody knows, no, nobody knows you better than you. So if you can go on stage and, and really portray, you know, you know who you are and the audience gets it and they know all your quirks and insecurities and all the problems you got going on in life, then, you know, maybe they'll relate with you. Uh, but if you go up and, you know, you just kind of just, you know, talk about, you know, just garbage or just all the other stuff that everybody else talks about and you become a hack, you know, nobody's going to like that. So just, yeah, just know yourself, know who, know who you are and just be able to portray it. You know, I'm, I'm 43 years old and I'm still trying to figure myself out. And, uh, you know, comedy allows you to do that. It really allows you to dig deep and just find out who you are. That's, yeah, that's really the main thing. So I'm trying to figure out who the hell I am. You're a Ukrainian chiropractor, duh. Um, 
Yeah, I figured out this episode. I, I put how to be a funny Ukrainian chiropractor. People are going to be so fucking confused. Like, but then they'll click oh, it, yeah. right? Because it'd be like, what the fuck? Um, did I not do enough okay. research? Did you put chiropractor in your bio? You know, I haven't done chiropractic in over 10 years because once I, once I started opening up different businesses and I started opening up more of them, I've had other businesses over the past, you know, 15 years. I've had a yogurt shop, a restaurant, um, collection agency. I mean, I tried so many different businesses. So chiropractic was kind of like my first dive into business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once I did that for several years, then I just kind of, I moved on and just started doing a other business related stuff, just better ways to make money. Oh my God, this episode title is going to be long as fuck. Uh, yogurt, shop, <laughs> massage parlor. Yeah, yeah I've, I've done it all, yeah. Happy Head's been my biggest one. That one's been doing pretty well. How'd you give Happy Head? People love Happy Head. People I, love Happy Head, yeah. Maybe I'll just name this episode How to Give Happy Head. I think that'll... that'll there you go, yeah. Because the rest of my questions yeah. don't make sense if it was just chiropractor, because it's all racist questions. Um, so... What do you think of Asians and Americans? And yeah, okay, let's let's start from there. Well, you know, the, the biggest difference, and it's not even just Asians, it just seems like most other cultures, they, you know, they're, you know, they're, a, lot, they're a lot more straightforward than, than most Americans. Yes. You know, and I, I consider myself an American, but, you know, a lot of times I'll tell jokes and I can tell, you know, the ones that are always offended are the Americans in the audience. But... You know, you get you get people from other countries, whether they're Asian or Middle Eastern or whatever, and they just like the jokes. You know, they just like to laugh. They find it funny. They're able to laugh at themselves and other people. Um, I'm finding Americans sometimes have a have a difficult time doing it. You know, it's just there, there's too much uh, it's too much filtering going on. There's too much of you know you know what you say is proper, what you can and what you can't say, and yeah, it's just uh, that's really the biggest thing. Yeah, but other cultures, man, they don't seem to judge. Yeah, Asians don't seem to judge. Middle Easterners, I mean, they're all. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot easier. Thank you for that. Um, so how can I, because I think our philosophy in terms of like sugar daddies and sugar mommies and stuff are kind of similar. So like what advice do you have for finding an old, fat, rich Ukrainian man in L.A.? Sugardaddy.com. Just put in your filters. Just put fat, rich Ukrainian and, and they'll fill up your inbox within like within like two seconds. Really? You know, or just go to the bank. Nobody stands online at the bank anymore, but there's always going to be that fat, rich Ukrainian guy who's depositing his money. I like that. Okay. This, this podcast is getting better and better. I love it. So yeah, sugardaddy.com. Instead of online dating, just online shopping. Just put exactly what you want and they'll come to you. Perfect. I love this. Okay. So how do you deal with bombing in, in both your home country and on stage? You duck for cover is probably the best advice for it. You know, first first time I bombed, I remember I was doing a ten minutes. I think it was a ten minute set at the uh, at the comedy store, and uh, you know you you know you bomb right from the beginning because if you don't get that first laugh, then for the end of it, all you're doing is just listening to crickets. And I think the entire time as I was bombing, I'm just I was just like waiting for that light to go on that tells you only got a minute left. And I think like the light went on. I, I must have like. I finished my joke and got off stage. And then I thought to myself, yeah, that wasn't too bad. So yeah, it's just one of these things that I think every comedian goes through is they, they have to bomb, you know, a lot. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, in Ukraine, you only get one shot. You know, if you don't duck for cover, you're kind of done. I see. So um, how did you get into the comedy store? Um, that one, uh, you know, it's all about who you know. It's just, uh, you know, I got referred there and then got me up on stage, did some time on stage. And then I bombed, and then that was the last time I was at that one. So we'll work at that one again. 
<laughs> Do you know Brian Moses and Jeff Ross? Jeff Ross, uh, don't know Brian Moses, but yeah, Jeff Ross sounds familiar. Okay. But not personally. Jeff Ross, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So that gives me hope. Yeah. They were like, oh, you're a little girl who just started comedy 44 mm. days ago. You can't possibly go to the comedy store. I went there like two days ago. It was pretty cool. It's pretty chill. Um, so, okay. So if you can yeah. start, yeah, exactly, right? It's just why not? If you can do it faster, if you make your dreams after freaking buy nine fucking businesses, why the fuck not, right? It's an immigrant mentality. Um, but okay, if you could start all over, what would you do again? If I could start what over? Like comedy or just like, general in life? Like, uh, comedy. Let's just say that. Comedy, I don't think I would do it over. I'm just kind of doing the process. In life, you know, I just bought myself a cat. I bought a, uh, I bought a really yeah, cool bangle cat. And I... Yeah. That sucker is so cool. And I'll tell you, if I would have bought a cat first before I had kids, I would have never had kids. Because my cat... On my first day, I got him. He knew how to use the kitty litter. I, I've been trying to get my kids to shit in the kitty litter, kitty litter box already for like months, and they still can't figure it out. The cat, day one. So if you're thinking about getting kids, just get a cat first, try that out, and then you'll probably change your mind about the kids. That's funny. Oh, my God. Um, okay, I'm not going to – okay. So <laughs> what do you love and hate about comedy? Well, I'll tell you what I hate, uh, you know, right off the – that because you know that's kind of where comedy comes from is just how you know people can get offended by the by the absolute silliest stuff mm -hmm. and the best thing i like about it is just trying to learn to relate with an audience because you know it's it's the audience is always going to be different than who you are and i, I don't think i'm i'm like the typical comedian who goes up and you know because I've, I've done so many other things already before comedy and, and i've done them i've done them pretty well at least I think I have. So finding a way to relate with the audience is, is what I'm finding most difficult and, and probably, you know, most interesting. And then as I'm trying to find to relate where you kind of like offend half the audience, and that's usually the part that I hate, but I guess it's just part of the process. Yeah, totally. I understand. Um, so uh, before we show other people how to stalk you and book you, do you have any other advice that you didn't get a chance to talk about? Um, you know, probably advice for people, something I learned from comedy more than anything, which is, you know, try not to be somebody else. Just, just, just be yourself and just, just talk about, you know, what, what pisses you off, what makes you happy, you know, who you are. And that's been probably like the most rewarding process of the comedy is I've really been able, you know, for the first 40 years of my life, I still, I don't think I was able to figure out who the heck I was. But with comedy, it really sped up that process because it allows you to dig deep and, you know, write jokes about yourself and make fun of yourself. And stuff that you thought was maybe like really weird or you shouldn't talk about is, you know, that's really the funny stuff. And that's what people find funny. And yeah, I mean, if they get offended, they get offended at times. But I mean, that's just, that's just who I am. So that's probably going to be the biggest advice I give to anybody. And that's in business too, because, uh, you know, if you start worrying about what other people think, you know, you're not going to open up a store called the happy head. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's just one of these things you wouldn't do. But if you don't care, you do it and you might get pretty far. Yeah, exactly. So that's a great philosophy. Thank you. Um, so now that we're all freaking in love with you, now I can see why you were never single. Um, how can we book you? How can we work with you? What's your website? How do we, how do we get in touch? Yeah, easiest way is just go to the website. It's michaelpritzker.com or just uh, follow me on Instagram. It's uh, Pritzker. So my last name. Awesome. Yeah, or just stalk me or you can find me on sugardaddy.com. Just, you know, just put the filter in, you know, short white guy with yellow hair that looks like Johnny Bravo with money. That's the one. I'll be the first guy in your inbox. <laughs> Johnny Rock. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Thank you so much for this amazing interview. I had so much fun. Uh, guys, go oh, see comedy. You. He's freaking amazing. So thank you so much. Uh, and I hope to have you on future episodes to come. <laughs>